Ranked by U.S. News & World Report among the top 10 rehabilitation hospitals in the nation, Shepherd Center specializes in medical treatment, research, and rehabilitation for people with spinal cord injury and brain injury. As a service to our community, we present Shepherd Center Radio with host Melanie Cole. For a person living with MS, physical wellness involves so much more than disease and symptom management. Research shows that a healthy diet, exercise, not smoking, and ongoing preventive care can not only contribute to overall health, but can also impact a person's MS progression and lifespan. My guest is Dr. Ben Thrower. He's the medical director of the MS Institute at Shepherd Center. Dr. Thrower, what is progressive MS? Progressive MS can, can be two things. It can be what we call primary progressive MS. These are people that start uh, with a progressive form of MS from day one and just generally have slow progression over, over years. Or it can be an evolution of relapsing, remitting MS. These are individuals who have attacks with their MS early on and then over years evolve into a form of slow progression. So we've heard about how many medications that people with MS have to be on. Is this any different? And how, as we're talking about lifestyle and wellness today, how is managing the medications part of this ongoing condition? We have so many different medications for managing symptoms, and now we have our first FDA-approved medication in ocrelizumab or ocrevus for actually changing the course of primary progressive multiple sclerosis. So we're very excited about that. We really do try to, to get the message out that being well with any form of MS, but especially with, with progressive forms of MS, can be more than just medications. The average person with multiple sclerosis is on six medications just for their MS, not counting any other health conditions. And that's, that can be problematic. Sometimes we get into drug interactions or side effects with medicines. One of the things that we're really focusing on here at, at our MS Center is wellness and rehabilitation. We have a wellness center where we talk about nutrition, exercise, socialization, outside of just regular medication management. So let's talk about that then. So managing the physical health and side effects of all of those medications, what do you tell your patients pretty much every single day about dealing with some of those and possibly some comorbid conditions that they might have that go along with their MS? So what, what I encourage people to do is, is as much as they can when they come in to see their health care provider, write down what's going on and try to put the most bothersome things at the top of the list. Sometimes when we step back and we look at what's, what's going on in a person's life, we realize that symptoms are playing off of one another. And we also try to be mindful that not everything in that person's life is due to their multiple sclerosis. You mentioned comorbidities. You know, just because you have multiple sclerosis doesn't mean that you couldn't have thyroid problems or heart disease or diabetes. So again, we try to look at that at that big picture. And if we're going to start a medication, try we try to think about what medication could be used to manage maybe more than than one symptom, so that we're not sort of guilty of polypharmacy of or just piling one medicine up, uh, upon another. Okay, so where do exercise and nutrition fit into this picture, Dr. Thrower? Living that healthy loves lifestyle, where does all this fit in? 
exercise is, is, is a huge part of being well with multiple sclerosis. It wasn't that many years ago that people with multiple sclerosis were specifically told, do not exercise. They were told that you're going to use up what little energy you have and that exercise is not a good thing. We know now that not only is exercise tolerated in people with multiple sclerosis, but it's actually desirable. So studies have shown that, that exercise that is appropriate for the person's abilities can improve their, their sense of well-being, it improves their mood, it improves their energy levels, their mobility. The trick is finding what's right for that person. So we frequently get asked, what's the best exercise for a person with MS? The best exercise is one that you have access to, that you're going to stick with, and that you tolerate. So we have people work with a wellness program, with a physical therapist, with an exercise physiologist, some sort of team of people that's going to help them develop a plan and a strategy to let them be successful in their exercise program going forward. We don't know what the best diet is for people with MS. We know people within the MS tend to die of heart disease, cancer, and stroke. So we want to be uh, sort of mindful that in picking a diet, do things that are good for your health overall. Every few years, someone says they've figured it out. They have the perfect diet for a person with multiple sclerosis, whether it's the Swank diet or MS diet from years ago. Uh, or now there's a lot of interest in, in things like the paleo diet or the, the walls protocol. We, we just don't know. Uh, what we do know is that, that again, finding some, something that for, focuses on a healthy diet, maybe something that looks like a Mediterranean diet with portion control, something that helps lower your risk of heart disease, keeps your weight in check, that, I think that that's where the best, best evidence is right now. What about things like managing mental health? Because with progressive MS, it could seem to be a little bit damaging to that mental psyche and looking forward to the future. And even things like if you're single, having a sex life or, you know, going out and meeting new people. How do you work with patients about that? Yeah, so what's interesting is we know that depression and anxiety are much more common in the MS community than in uh, people without multiple sclerosis. Some of that could be a natural reaction to a change in your life plans and your, your health state. Some of it may be part of the biology of MS itself. It may be what's going on in the brain and in the immune system that are driving some of these uh, these mood changes that we see. So again, we, w- we want to, as part of a comprehensive management plan uh, for multiple multiple sclerosis, take a look at, at mood. People, you know, before they're diagnosed with MS, MS was not part of their plan. And, and so MS frequently affects people in the, in the prime of their life. They're getting married. They're starting jobs. They're, they're thinking about family planning. And now MS comes along. We are sometimes a, a vain society. We look at people. We make judgments about people and their health based upon things like their mobility or whether they're using a piece of, of adaptive equipment to help get around. So it, it, it can be an issue. I think having people work with support groups, with counselors, getting out and doing, you know, uh, traveling with other groups of people, to sh- and, and this is something our physical therapists do a great job with, showing people that you can still have a very active 
life, uh, even though you may have challenges in your mobility. One of the things that I'm very proud of at Shepherd is our recreational therapy department, where we actually have, you know, all you name it for a sport, we have adaptive programs so that people can participate it, uh, even though they may have mobility challenges. You know, the 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 dating and, and sex life part is is I mean that's a part of being a human, and so we try to make sure that people are comfortable. Number one, bringing it up. A lot of times people, when, they, when they're having sexual issues, whether it's, it's a guy with erectile dysfunction or a woman who might have, say, delayed orgasm, they don't want to talk about it because they're embarrassed. And it's our job as the, as the, the comprehensive medical team to make sure that, that people are comfortable talking about that, that, if they, that we're asking those questions or the nurse is asking those questions and creating an environment where we can so, so help uh, people work through those things. So really, I mean, for anybody, not just people with MS, it's all about looking forward to the future. What would you like to tell listeners about progressive MS and looking forward to the future? Some exciting things going on maybe in research and what you're doing there at Shepherd Center. So progressive MS is not a death sentence. It is people with MS typically, again, don't die from their MS. It is a quality of life issue, not a quantity of life issue. And people can still have a great life with with any form of MS, including progressive forms of multiple sclerosis. Right now, we have in Ocrevus, and we've got another drug around the corner that we hope is going to get FDA approval for secondary progressive MS. We have options that may slow that further progression. The holy grail of of multiple sclerosis management is neural repair. This is true for spinal cord injury. It's true for MS, true for brain injury, a lot of different neurological conditions. We would like to have the ability to reverse the damage that has been done. And I think we're getting closer. So we have clinical trials here at Shepherd Center, a number of other uh, sites. uh, centers in the U.S. and throughout the world are looking at ways of potentially reversing that that damage, uh, whether it's through adult stem cells or treatments like a, a therapy called anti-lingo. I do feel like that that is on the horizon uh, for, for people with, with multiple sclerosis. Thank you so much for being with us today, and you're such a great guest, Dr. Thrower. Thanks for all the great work that you're doing. You're listening to Shepherd Center Radio. For more information, please visit shepherd.org. That's shepherd.org. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks for tuning in.